The COVID-19 pandemic is calling a critical spotlight to fall upon key aspects of health delivery in America's communities and how it all fits into the fabric of the country. Studies of the COVID crisis are now showing that African-American communities are shouldering losses to COVID-19, exceeding their percentage in the general population. This is leading to assessments of health disparities in the community, improving health so predispositions will no longer factor the negative effects of COVID-19. For the last decade, the Colorado Black Health Collaborative has been an organization working to improve community health resources, connecting communities of color to professional practitioners, and increasing health education. On this edition, we explore the effects of COVID-19 on communities of color with one of founders and directors of the Colorado Black Health Collaborative, its vice president and physician, Dr. Terry Richardson. You know, I am hearing a lot. I'm actually doing a lot of virtual work, but I've been um, listening to both local and national information that said that people of color communities, particularly African-American and Latino, are at increased risk in uh, having some outcomes from this COVID virus. Mm-hmm. Is it a, a situation of, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the virus doesn't, it isn't going around with, <laughs> with with the names of Latinos and African-Americans, you know, in its DNA, but it's got to be some conditions that either we have or how we live or what we're doing in our work in America that, that predisposes us to, to being so affected. And let me say this, Adam, that this uh, racial and ethnic data is just now coming out like mid-April. Before that, the CDC and other people were reporting only the gender, age, those sorts of things. But I think yeah. Milwaukee was one of the first places where they started reporting the uh, racial data and they saw disparities. Most people are are speculating that it's due to some of the chronic diseases that puts people more at risk, chronic diseases that both Latino and African Americans have, such as high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, obesity, asthma, and other um, lung conditions. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, it's the social determinants of health, uh, where we work, where we have to work. A lot of our folks are considered essential workers, and they are not able to stay at home. They have to go out there. Uh, look at some of the data. A lot of that is right now what people are anticipating, what they know about the communities, because the data is not being reported with economic information, what their jobs were. So people are looking at the existing health disparities that we have in those two groups and saying that's probably the reason uh, where we live, where we work, um, uh, our disease states, but no one's really reporting that out. Well, this person didn't have health insurance, or this person um, worked on this type of job. That's not being reported. So everyone is speculating, um, which is probably good speculation, that it is um, because we're doing more front-facing jobs and we're having more exposures, like uh, people working um, uh, bus drivers, um, people that are doing um, uh, some of the medical services like CNAs and you know, having a lot of uh, exposure to the virus. Have you seen anything, if it's uh, negative, negatively affecting more uh, women than men, 
Or is it that no. more women are working than men? No, actually it's affecting men more, at least the ones that are in the hospital data that you see, there's actually more men that are affected than women. And there's okay. been some thoughts about why that is. It could be that in this instance, women have stronger immune systems. They haven't quite proven that. The black population, you see the men being affected more um, severely than uh, the women. You look at some of the hospitalized cases, and they noted yeah. that it was... Um, there were more men than women. You were talking about some of the underlying conditions that we may have, like diabetes, smoking, hypertension, um, that kind of thing. Is that something uh, individually people of color should be worried about if they have any of these conditions that they should take additional extra steps to make sure that they're wearing masks and distancing and that kind of thing to, to ensure as much as possible that they do not contract? COVID-19? As a physician, I'm encouraging everyone to wear masks and practice social distancing, but in um, groups that are high risk, and I'm now putting people of color in the high risk groups, certainly if you're older, because we know that older people are at risk as well, if you're over 65, if you have high blood pressure, certainly comply with the recommendations. Wear your mask if you have to go out. Try to stay at home as much as possible. Some people have to go out, but if you do have to go out, wear your mask, wear gloves. Make sure that you are are well covered when you go outside of your house. And Uh don't let everybody in your house. If your neighbor comes knocking, don't open the door. Tell them, hey, call me on the phone. Let's get on the computer. But certainly don't let people come in and out of your house, uh, particularly if you have any of these high-risk conditions. People that have cancers, people that are getting some type of chemotherapy, if you're on immunosuppressant medications because of other diseases that you have, these are also people, anybody that's immunocompromised, like their immune system doesn't work well, they need to be careful, uh, just like the people that have high blood pressure, lung disease, asthma, COPD, uh-huh. those types of things. They should be um, particularly cautious. All of us should be practicing. Um, these preventive measures, but certainly people that are at high risk with these chronic diseases. Good direct advice for those essential workers who have to, like you said, have to get out there to work is that they really have to take some time and uh, make sure that they've got the gloves and the mask and and all that simply because they're going to be exposing themselves more often. And this seems to be a... um, a game of the more chances you have to be exposed, well, watch out. You know, that could happen. Yeah, and they have said that they believe, like, some of the health providers because they're getting so much exposure to the virus. Good hand washing, uh, wiping down surfaces, like if you're bringing, like, you have to get groceries and those types of things, or maybe someone's bringing you something. You Uh know, they are still talking about being extra cautious there, too, making sure to wipe things down, um, and making sure to do a lot of hand washing, not just like a, a quick wash, but spending 20 seconds to really wash your hands well. I was in the store the other day and saw someone that had a mask on, and they pulled the mask off so they could cough into the air. And we know this is a respiratory virus, you know, cough into the air, it may linger there. They don't know exactly how long, but it may linger there before it drops down to the floor. So, you know, yeah. you really want to try to cover those costs and, and try to prevent the spread of these droplets that 
someone could come in and inhale and, you know, get in their mouth or nose and end up with an infection. With the government officials looking uh, at, as they say, opening the economy again and so that people are having to go back to work in some forms, those are some of the steps they need to take when they get back to that office, too, is make sure that their working areas are wiped down and maybe wearing a mask and limit how many people are sticking their head above the cube to talk to you, you know, because some habits they'll go right back to again. We're in a different time. It's not going back to business as usual. We are going to have to continue to practice some of the things that we've been doing, staying six feet apart, uh, wearing a mask, hand washing, wiping down your areas, just as you've mentioned. These are things that maybe some people were doing already, but... Everyone yeah. has to be a part of this. We can't just have one person wearing a mask. That's not going to help too many people if only one person is wearing a mask or one person is washing their hands or cleaning their space. We're going to need everyone to feel like they're part of the solution and do the things that we know are going to help. This is a virus like no other that we've seen in recent times. I mean, there's been other viruses, but this one is treacherous. It does not play. It really doesn't discriminate. But we do know that there are groups that tend to do worse with this virus, but it uh-huh. affects everybody. It's affected children. It's affected men, women, gay, straight. I mean, it does discriminate. Everybody is at risk, and uh, everyone needs to participate in a solution, which is covering your mouth, washing your hands, doing all those things that we've talked about. You know, communities of color, you know, we do a lot of word of mouth. You know, your mm-hmm. your barbershop program, you know, that CBHC has, you talk a lot about mm-hmm. in the barbershops about what people can do. So word of mouth is powerful. And one of those misinformation things that got started back in February was people of color, because they have melanin in the skin, that means they had immunity. So a lot of people were just doing things and not even worrying about it. But now we're finding that that's not true. Are you expecting more? false information like that to be circulated, and what do you recommend people do? How, how do they follow up to make sure that information is correct or not? Given our, the world that we're in with social media, there's a lot of false information out there. Early on, I heard about this uh, myth that black people couldn't get it, and we certainly, uh, with CBHC, we put some stuff out on our website saying, well, this isn't true. Some of the basketball players that were talked about, CNN featured a lot of black people with the disease. But I think people have to be cautious about what they're reading. There's a lot of false information and news out there. If you just type in uh, Center for Disease Control, you'll get to their website. That's a place to really go. You know it's a trusted source. That's really one of the, the best places that you can go. Sometimes if your health entity has online resources, that's another place to go. But you can't just uh, Google COVID and know that, hey, this is going to be accurate information because there's a lot of information out there. I was on one webinar that was uh, artificial intelligence used in COVID, and they talk about people are more apt to cling and spread false information than they are true information. So people are spreading this stuff just like the virus, all this information, and not all of it is accurate. So you need to seek out sources. Here locally, you could go to the health department websites, those mm-hmm. trusted resources, your care provider if they happen to have uh, websites. Uh, but don't just do a general Google search because there's so much stuff out there and it's hard to determine. 
you know, what's true and what's not true. But certainly African Americans can be infected, have been infected, and have died. We have some of our local heroes that are struggling with the disease right now. And this is real. That's on Facebook, but it's real. Um, and uh, it, it's really hard to see. I mean, I get a lot of calls about different people, and I'm getting calls and emails about different people that have had issues in their family or their uh, relatives or friends, and this sure. is, you know, within the, the black um, community. And so it's hard to hear some of that, but I'm, I'm just encouraging people to still do the things we know that we can do. Um, okay, and we've talked about that a lot, Yeah. A lot of African-American and uh, uh, low-income African-American and Latino families may live in close quarters with a lot of people in the same apartment or townhouse and that kind of thing, even though you may not be able to move someplace else. What things could they do at home? I think more so in the Latino population than uh, the African-American population, at least here locally. I've heard from a number of people that, You've had a um, person that's COVID positive, and they're going home where there's like 12 to 13 people in the house. It is a challenge, you know, and some people have talked about their physical space. But I think if you know that someone's positive in the household, definitely wear the mask. Try to spread out as much as possible. If you have a space that you can claim that's yours, uh, you know, try to spend more time there try to reduce the congregation, maybe not sit, everybody sit at the uh, same dinner table at the same time. Definitely try to wipe things down. Um, Good hand washing, particularly, um, you know, at one point we were saying people could do the elbow bump if they want, you know, because you can't shake hands. Don't even do that. Just give them a thumbs up, wave, uh, don't don't touch people. Um, And it's a little tough, but Try to get as much separation as you can. Initially, when this virus came out, they said three feet was fine, but they realized that, no, it really had to be six feet. But um, some living spaces may not allow six feet. So you just have to do your best. Good hand washing, wiping things down. You know, everyone, if you're sick, really try to put yourself in a corner in the the house and stay stay in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes. and it is a challenge. We recognize that, but just try to do your best uh, to avoid the, the close contact. For this edition, we thank physician Dr. Terry Richardson, a director and co-founder of the Colorado Black Health Collaborative, for sharing her insights on communities of color and the COVID-19 situation and what can be done to assist for better outcomes. Again, their website is cbh.org, coloradoblackhealth.org. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Stay on your game and stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.